0: two, kickers are extra, I give them the boot. ooh, going for two, sit back, relax, while I grab me a brew, ooh, now I'm reclining, I put in my time, and I'm ready to go, my spine is aligning, and much more, my lineups, my bank account grow, I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with, ooh, listen to this, multiple options, how far can I get, ooh, DFS dynasty, redraft, and I am not finishing last. I'm finishing past, any and all I am looking to last what else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in And only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking And all of these spots keep on talking and talking So what are we talking, what kind of alignment And running
1: it deep, even players forgotten Or cave in the bottom, or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping, yeah this spot is
0: popping and This is the arm chat, yeah. put up your arms yeah. Sound the alarm, yeah, yeah.
2: what is going on guys and welcome to episode 366 of the armchair fantasy show it is our last show <laughs> of the season our official last show of the season uh, of course we come at you uh from going for two live podcast network uh we come on twitter we're on youtube we're on twitch uh we're on going for two live the website uh you can now find our reels on instagram we're everywhere so let me introduce my co-host, as always, joining me, Mr. Tim Strobel. What's up,
0: Tim? Oh man, I'm happy to be back. Uh, it's a go pack, go slate, so you know I'm happy about that, man. And we got the who that goat in the house.
2: Yes, sir, we do. Of course, if y'all don't know who, if y'all don't know who Garrett is by now, he's been on the show a couple times this year, and uh, he's also the one that won 100k in week one. Uh, so we're having him on for the final show of the year. Of course, you can find him at the DFS Roundtable on Facebook. What's up, Garrett?
1: What's up, guys? Man, glad to be here. It has been a fruitful year, to say the least. My best ever in uh, DFS football, man. Uh, a little over 175,000 so far this year. Good stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. By far. Like, this it's like... <laughs> not- Close, yeah, mom. when
2: you hit 100K, it usually changes things pretty drastically. So
1: let's, <laughs> let's come back with another $100,000 win. To end, there you go. You know, start the playoffs. This is week one of the playoffs. Let's keep it going.
2: Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, as always, guys, the show is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Check out their best ball leagues, uh, huge tournament, private leagues, uh, pick them for all major sports. Use our promo code GF2 uh, to get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. It's as simple as that. Use promo code GF2. And we're going to be doing a ton, ton, ton of best ball leagues uh, this offseason. So if you're not already on the app, make sure you get on there and look for our leagues. Uh, we'll be running a bunch of those this, this season. Uh, and some housekeeping, real quick. Since this is our last show of the season, uh, I will say that we are coming back to our normal show on our Wednesday nights. Uh, the week of the Super Bowl, you can look for me and Ryan. We'll do our our typical props uh, show uh, the week of the Super Bowl, and then after that, we jump right into all of our Dynasty coverage. We'll be doing rookie profiles and getting ready for the Dynasty season, and of course, we'll have our annual uh, NFL mock draft show as well, which I know Tim's super excited for. Uh, And I'm sure G is too. He got mad at me last time. I I said he wasn't excited too, but he's in the chat. So he's, uh, I'm sure he's excited for that, that show as well. So we'll get him on uh, sometime in April as well, but let's go ahead and jump into this slate. uh, And just to preface it, we're going to be doing the entire six game slate. Uh, I know, uh, it's kind of hard to break it up because the main slates are saturday there's a main slate on sunday the six game slate isn't a main slate uh but the ownership's about the same and the the prices are about the same so we'll just do the entire six games and then y'all can pick and choose how you want to play this weekend let's go ahead and get to the weekly rewind first the weekly rewind. rewind rewind all right, Garrett, uh, we talked a little bit pre-show here because uh, you you have one bad that, I, that I, I want you to talk about. But go ahead and give us your, your good first, and then we'll talk
1: about your bad. Yeah, my good was Mullins uh, stacked with JJ, and I you know had Lamb in there as well. Them three just went off the charts for me and uh, kept me in there. So the thing happened with all these $2,500 tight ends. And I heard a guy bring up Tommy Trimble's name and at ceiling, we wasn't sure if he was going to play and all this stuff. And somehow that name just got stuck in my head Sunday morning. And I thought I told myself, man, with all these twenty five hundred dollar tight ends, nobody knows which one of them is going to hit. I don't care what you do. If Tommy Trimble goes out there and gets three catches for 30 yards and falls in the touchdown, he at zero point. Three three percent owned. I was the only person with him, you yep. know. He may get lucky and and help me win more money in a tournament, and so I took a craps roll with him, and it was horrible,
0: but <laughs> could have been worse. So he he still put up more points than Noah Gray, who was chalk, yeah. that, that <laughs> was I was
1: very <laughs> about, it. and so I ended up with 155 this week, which. I was about eight points shy of cashing, mm. so that kind of sucked. But uh,
2: yeah, it didn't good old Tommy Tremble.
1: Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about May- you. Go ahead. I think y'all are going to talk about him too. So
0: yeah, so I'm coming off my best week of the year. Uh, last That's week, cool. as you guys know, I had no show. Um, I put my whole shit on the table last week and gave out all of my plays in the DFS roundtable. I said J.J. and C.D. were locks. I like Nick Mullins, but my play of the week was James Conner. A lot of people went with Chris Alave. A lot of people went with D.J. Moore. But I said, nah, man, it's a Conner slate. It's a Conner slate. And he absolutely crushed it. I think I had 180 points in cash. Wow. So I was like 25 points over the optimal line. Uh, I was like top 5% in several GPPs. Uh, Coming off two big weeks, but last week was my best week of the season. I had like six or seven X my buy-in. So, nice. uh, you know, want to keep that rolling this week. Very rarely do I put my shit on the table like that, like I did last <laughs> yeah. week, but I'm really happy it worked out. And hopefully you guys made some money too. Uh, my only bad call was Jordan Mason, but he was chalk. So it didn't really hurt me. Um, right. but yeah, I, with the news that came out that Laj Mitchell was going to start and play, I probably should have pivoted, but at that point, I liked my lineup so much, you know, I didn't really know how to get out of it. And obviously it didn't hurt me. Like I said, I had my best week of the year.
1: Yeah, good stuff.
0: Who did you roll at tight end? Um, I went with your boy, Jawan Johnson, actually, because ah, I, I had an extra 600. I really liked Johnny Munt, but I didn't want to have three Vikings. Uh, and so I had an extra 600 cash. So I went ahead and went up to Jawan Johnson. He didn't really hurt me, but he didn't right. do much either. Yeah. Cool.
2: Yeah. So my one good, I knew everybody's going to be paying down a tight end. That was kind of the hot thing to do. So I was like, I'm going to flip the switch and I'm going to go a little bit high. I went with Evan Ingram. So he was my one good, yep. had almost 24 points, uh, very low owned because everyone was paying for those cheap tight ends. So that really helped me out. And I had been kind of leaning on uh, my, my one bad here for a couple of weeks in a row. He'd been getting a ton of targets, some good volume. I thought for sure he'd get some good volume in this game. Uh, JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, did absolutely nothing for me, unfortunately. Uh, so that was my one bad, but I think overall I had a couple good plays that were able to carry me in cash, uh, catch a few of my GPPs. I wasn't quite as good as Tim with my best week ever, but, uh, it wasn't a bad week either, but I'm excited about this yeah. week. Cause I've been waiting for this week for a while now. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks.
0: And Tim, hey, I'm real on. quick, before we get into the slate, go I ahead. just want to highlight what you said earlier. Uh, we we crap on DraftKings a lot of times on this show for their pricing, uh, but they really priced this slate well. I like the fact that they kept the pricing across all of the slates basically the same, and they gave you a lot of low, uh, low-priced options to where you can build lineups that actually look good. So yeah. um, you're going to hear us talking about a bunch of plays this week because of all the slates, but – I appreciate DraftKings keeping things the same so that I can, you know, stack my favorite lineup across multiple
2: slates. Yeah, 100%. And I don't know who that is on Facebook talking about uh, Joe Flacco and me being the same age. The, the the crazy thing is, is, you know, I know it's an old joke, but I'm actually older than Joe Flacco by he quite a few is. years. So <laughs> I know Joe Flacco's up there in age for football, but he's definitely not up to, to my age yet.
0: I know he's closer to my age than yours. I yeah, think. yeah,
2: I think you're right.
0: <laughs> How old is Flacco? Like 38?
1: 38, yeah. 38,
2: yeah. So I'm, I'm 46. So I got him almost by a decade. So... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've got, I'll
0: be 40 next Sunday on the 21st. There you go. So you're, you know, you got him too. Yeah, a little
2: bit. All right, Tim. So I'm going to kick it off with you here because you have, uh, so you mentioned pre-show, maybe you can mention it now about how much has changed since since Wednesday. And some of it has to do with weather. Uh, And the quarterback you have here in your elite tier, obviously, is a, a quarterback that does not have to deal with weather.
0: Yeah, whenever there's weather slates, I always like to highlight the games that are in domes, right? And, you know, the highest over-under of the entire weekend uh, is the game that I will be going to on Sunday. And that, or I guess it's the second highest, I'm sorry. Second highest is Cowboys and Packers. So I'm starting right at the top with Dak Prescott. As I mentioned, a lot of value has opened up over the last couple of days to where you can play the Dak and CD stack that a couple of days ago looked like it was impossible to get to. Now, with that said, because it's you know it's gonna be super chalky now, right? But I find it hard to believe that any other quarterback wide receiver pairing has a higher upside and certainly a higher projected score than Dak and CD. So I'm gonna have a lot of Dak Prescott. Uh as I as I told my buddy yesterday, if the Packers win and Dak sucks, I win. If Dak goes off, then I win anyway. Yeah, so I'm hedging my I'm hedging my fanmanship a little bit on this, but I think Dak this weekend just looks so good. Yeah, I
2: love that call, Garrett. You have a guy that I also have in my elite tier too, and I I did my sheet a little early this 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 week. I did it on Wednesday, so I'm curious, uh, you know, with the weather that's going to be happening in Buffalo, and you got Josh Allen there at 8K. Are you still rolling with Josh Allen here with the with the with the weather?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely off of him some. I think he could still be effective. I mean, you know, snow tends to lead to more runs. It's cold. You know, he could get a passing touchdown and two rushing touchdowns. We've seen him do it multiple times this year. I think he can get you there, but I'm I'm definitely not on him as I was earlier in this week as well.
2: Yeah, same same with me. I'm I still like it as a pivot. You know, like like yeah. like Tim mentioned, everybody's gonna be playing the games that aren't in the weather. So if you play games that are weather, uh, you'll have that yep. leverage for sure. And I do think Josh Allen you know, will run more in this in this scenario where he could potentially get some rushing touchdowns. Uh, it, it's just that 8K price is a, is a pretty steep price to pay for a quarterback when we got some good guys you want to get into your lineup. So I uh, don't yep. quite love him as much as I did earlier in the week, but uh, I think he's still playable for sure.
0: Yeah, I read my notes wrong. The Cowboys have the highest implied team total this week, not the highest over-under. And one thing I wanted to add to my DAC analysis is that people see the Packers as – The Packers are a run funnel. They're good against the pass and bad against the run, but they're quietly 26 DVOA against the pass. Yeah. Uh, They have, I mean, we saw Baker absolutely light them up in Lambeau. He had, I think, 33 points. So they are not the same pass defense they've been in years past. uh, And I think the Cowboys will find a way to exploit it, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. So the Cowboys have struggled against. I know they've been great at home, but they've struggled against winning teams. Yeah. yeah. Green Bay's a winning team. So I, I yeah. think I like Green Bay with the points here, plus seven. And I agree. I definitely like the over in that game. I think that could easily go over 50. Good stuff.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: All right, let's move down into the mid-tier, and that's where my... Lock, lock it, it i thought it only fitting that my lock-in be uh mr home golf since i've pretty much played home golf basically every time that he was at home yeah. uh pretty much all season long uh, a couple stats here he has twice as many touchdowns at home than he does on the road uh he's scoring seven more points per game uh, at home than on the road rams were 21st DVA versus the pass uh and this is the highest total game total on the slate uh, we expect it to be a shootout. I think that you know, on the other side, you got Matt Stafford in the quote-unquote homecoming. Uh, they'll put up points. They'll force the Detroit Lions to put up points. Uh, and at 6.2, I think he's way, way too cheap. And I think there's the guy we're going to talk about when we get to receivers. Uh, that'll be a great, great stacking option for him as well. So uh, Mr. Home Goff at 6.2 is, is my lock of the week.
0: Yeah, I just want to add one more stat to that uh, that I pulled. I put in the roundtable group this week. The L.A. Rams have the highest neutral pass rate allowed in the league over the last six weeks. Uh, most teams are around 50 to 60 percent. They're at almost 70 percent. Wow. So more than two thirds of the time teams are passing against the Rams. So I, I don't know why golf is priced down. He's cheaper than the other guy that we're going to talk about. But to me, this seems like a no brainer, lock and load, Jared Goff week.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about one of those, mid, those mid-tier guys there? Is that the guy you want to talk about?
0: Yeah. Um, he has both. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about I, I quit home Stafford, <laughs> yeah. right, because everybody's <laughs> talking about the revenge narrative, him going back to Detroit. Um, you know, he's going to get some some claps, and he's going to get some booze. But at the end of the day, these are two hardcore pass funnels. Arguably two of the biggest pass funnels in the league are playing each other this week. And I mean, if golf, you know, I honestly think this game's a coin flip. Uh, I don't think Vegas has it. Let me see. It's a three, three point a game for the Lions, but they're the home team. So it's basically a coin flip, right? Like you said, 51 and a half over under there is just as good a chance that Stafford is the highest scoring quarterback this week as, as basically anybody uh, again, like I said, hardcore pass funnel. Uh, I, you know, he's 300 more than golf. I think golf is kind of the, the cash play. If you want to look at it that way. Um, but the stacking options for Stafford are super straightforward, yep. right? You know exactly who to go to. Uh, Garrett might be uh, pointing out one of those guys later, but yeah, man, I think if I'm doing a heavy allocation this week, most of my allocation and GPP are going to be Stafford and Gostax.
2: Yep, A hundred percent agree with that for sure. All right. We'll move to you, uh,
1: Garrett here. Give me, uh, give me your mid tier quarterback. You got here, man. I'm going to go y'all talked about, Uh, Well, I got Mahomes on there. Okay, my bad. Yeah, Mahomes, uh, and he's four and zero against the spread in freezing cold games. Fun fact. So, I will definitely be taking some KC minus four and a half, and I think that game gets right there around forty four. Somehow, it's just too much speed and talent on the field. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, y'all will find out my lock here, one of my locks here, pretty soon. So, I think, I think Mahomes turns back the hands of time a little bit. I think he has a good game, man. You know, maybe three passing touchdowns, 300 yards. I wouldn't mind it.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, the cold, I know it's going to be really cold. Believe me, I understand it's going to be really, really cold. I don't think I've ever experienced that cold to, to that degree. But when you're out there and your adrenaline's pumping and you're running up and down the field, eventually you just start to feel warm. Like you just, It just comes back. So I think they're going to be fine. I think maybe the first quarter, second quarter might be a little bit slow. But I think eventually they're gonna start lighting it up, and when you, when you can get Mahomes at seventy one hundred, uh, you know, you do that. Is at the playoffs? He's gonna, he's gonna show up. I, I think, I think he's a great play in the mid tier. I had him as one of my mid tier plays as well. So, uh, agree a hundred percent.
0: And the big thing about that game is, like you mentioned, it'll be cold, but it's not going to be particularly windy. And we find that that tends to be the biggest indicator of, of changes in, in point values is the wind, right? Not the cold. So I agree. I think they're going to get out there. They're going to run around a bit and then he's just going to be your normal Patrick Mahomes. So I like that call a lot.
2: Yeah. Tim, why don't you talk about uh, the value guy you got there?
0: I do. uh, Another one of my favorite plays uh, on the weekend and certainly my favorite play on the Saturday slate is Joe Flacco. Uh, This dude's just absolutely balling. Uh, Probably the favorite right to win comeback player of the year. You know, all all the all the stats are there. We saw him absolutely light Houston up just what two weeks ago. Um, now I do think you know Houston learned a lot in that game and they may try and slow it down a little bit, but he's sixty one hundred. <laughs> like that's just too damn cheap. And so I think you know, if you're playing the Saturday to Monday, I think you play golf. Uh, but if you're playing the Saturday, dude, lock and low with Joe Flacco. Yeah. He's the way to go.
2: Agreed. And and Jeff Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Flacco. Flacco. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh with Flacco and the comeback player of the year. I mean, that's that's a true comeback, right? I mean, he lives on his couch, you know, in the beginning of the season. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good call. He has
0: not had less than 22 DraftKings points since week 14.
2: Wow. That's like,
0: or sorry, week 13. He had 17 since then, 25, 22, 29, 26. He's been and balling. He's 6,100. Yep. Like yeah. they're not going to be able to run against Houston. Again, Houston is another uh, run funnel. or oh, sorry, pass funnel. Right? right. Let me look this up real quick. Hold on. I just had it pulled up right there. Second DVOA against the run. 23rd DVOA against the pass. Mm-hmm. Like they know there's one way they're going to win this game. And that's on the arm of Joe Flacco.
2: Yeah. Good call. And uh, Garrett, you got the other value quarterback that we all have there. Talk about, uh, talk about Mr. Bakeshow, Baker.
1: And real quick, shout out to the chat, man. Gee, I literally just died. Like that. <laughs> i'll hook you up brother just get me on your messenger
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, gerson on the chat for those on audio said if i if i ever need to hit on a girl i stood no chance with i'll send garrett uh, as my messenger 100 <laughs> percent success with that voice
0: <laughs> i
1: couldn't help it <laughs>
2: that's
1: awesome we love you g uh man bake show i think with all the problems going on in philly I, man i wouldn't be surprised to see uh Tampa Bay, come out here, man, and have a solid game. You know, he, he's been cooking with Evans. Uh, I, we all know Philly's one of the biggest pass funnel defenses in the NFL, if not the top one. The worst, maybe, on their secondary and how it's been. Uh, especially, I don't know if Slay. Is Slay? Um, does anybody know if Slay's playing? Is he still injured?
0: I don't know. He got a full practice in, so I think he's going to play. He's going to play,
1: even yeah. even with Slay, man. Baker's. Gonna go to to Mike Evans and Godwin early and often, and I could definitely see him at fifty eight hundred having a good a good game. It's it's a contrarian play. I'm not, you know, GPP definitely. um Just three hundred more, you get Flacco, and Flacco's just been off the charts. Right. So yeah, that's a good call. Uh,
2: I like that because
1: yeah, that... trying to get a little different. You know, if you yeah. want to get a little different with Baker, I need a few hundred bucks, and you you, you love the rest of your lineup.
2: Yep, that's the way to go for sure.
0: Yep. If there's one thing I will add to that is that pretty much if you're playing the Saturday to Monday slate, everybody's going to be playing the Saturday and Sunday quarterbacks. Almost never nobody's going to be playing that Monday night game. That's true. We didn't talk about Jalen Hurts, but just real quick, if you do hold on a couple of key pieces for that Monday night game and your weekend pieces hit and you go into that final game with that much leverage, that's how you win a big tournament, yeah. right? Figure out, you know, hit all the chalk during the week and then play Baker or play Hertz, and nobody else has. I have Baker coming in at 6% on yeah. the Saturday to Monday slate. So massive, massive leverage there.
2: Good stuff. And then how
0: much money does this guy make himself if he messes around and
1: wins a playoff game?
2: I know you won. I mean, he, he got $1.5 from making the playoff, I think, right? Wasn't that what he ended up with at the, the last game? So I'm sure there's going to be yeah. some kind of escalator if you win some playoff games as well.
1: Yeah, right. and I'm just thinking as far as a contract past this. Oh yeah, like, hundred uh,
2: percent. Yeah,
1: know, yeah. They've got to consider him serious if you win a playoff game or two. Yep. Hundred yeah.
2: percent. All right, let's get
1: to the tight ends.
2: Did somebody say tight ends? And we got the double drop. Lock, Lock it in. All
1: right, Garrett, take it away. Listen, guys, y'all heard me talking about Mahomes earlier. I think this is a Travis Kelsey week. I think they have been playing him low key for the last few weeks, holding him and preserving their best pass catcher, their best player outside of Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones, specifically and strictly for the playoffs. I think this is going to be a 15 target game. I could see him getting hundred yards and two touchdowns. No problem. And I don't see nobody's able to they you can't stop Travis Kelsey unless you put the three guys on him. And I don't think they're gonna be able to do that with Pacheco and Rice as well. So I love Travis Kelsey. He's gonna be one of my main building blocks in my bigger lineups uh this week because I also think a lot of people's gonna go away from him just because of the cold. He's he's had what, five or six weeks where he's he's just not the Travis Kelsey we're used to seeing week in and week out. And so I'm 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 locking Travis Kelsey in for sure. Yeah. When
2: when can you ever stack Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes for just a little over thirteen? You know what I mean? Like that's it's yeah. a pretty cheap stack for what kind of upside that they could potentially have for you. So yeah, I love. Yeah, that. he hasn't been
0: sixty one hundred in years. Yep. Like literally years. <laughs> it's insane.
2: Agreed. Tim, you have the other guy that can be pretty chalky here at the tight end at the elite level. Yeah,
0: that's the other thing I was going to mention for Garrett is that I think everybody is going to be playing in Joku, certainly on the Saturday slate, but even on the Saturday, Sunday or Saturday, Monday slate. And Joku is going to be the number one tight end, right? Like that's Travis it. Kelsey, you would think he's only 6,100. He's going to be the absolute chalk. It's not looking like that's the case. So I love that call. I do like in Joku. Obviously, it's a great matchup against the Texans. Uh, they are, what, 29th DVP against tight end. Uh, obviously, basically every game with Joe Flacco, uh, this dude has showed up. Uh, like his down game was against the Texans, and he still scored 16 points. But over the last four weeks, he's averaging over 20 DraftKings points. So at 5,600, he just seems like a stone-cold lock. Um, if you are playing the, the two-game slate, um, I think double tight end is firmly, firmly in play this week. Uh, And Joe, like my favorite builds for Saturday are Njoku Kelsey builds. Yeah. Just because Uh, the uh, amount of leverage uh, you get and the amount of upside, right? That's what we're building for. So I'm probably, uh, you guys know, I'm mainly a cash player. I'm not really playing cash this week. Uh, I'm definitely going full GPP, bro. uh, And I'm going to have a lot of two tight end builds.
2: Yeah. I love it. Uh, That's all we have for the elite level. So I'll, I'll bring us down into the mid tier. And uh, I got uh, Mr. Fergie, Jake Ferguson. Uh, For the Dallas Cowboys, again, going back to the highest or second highest total on the slate uh, versus Green Bay at at 4.7. I mean, this guy's been super consistent. You look at his targets over the last couple of games, six targets, six targets, eight targets, eight targets, eight targets, eight targets. I mean, it's that's consistency right there. So I think Ferguson uh, again, you know, looking at ownership, people are going to either go up into Joku or they're going to probably potentially pay down at tight end. Uh, so guys that are in this mid-tier range, which I know uh, Tim's got a couple guys he likes uh, as well that are in this mid-tier that are going to be pretty, pretty low owned. And I think they're going to be pretty popular plays. I mean, sorry, uh, good plays for leverage and GPPs. So, yeah, Ferguson at 4.7 against Green Bay. Uh Tim, you got another guy there that I like. I almost put him on my list, too, and then I saw him. You had him on yours. Go ahead and talk about him. Yeah,
0: I was kind of surprised neither of y'all had him. I think one of the big pieces of news that came out this week is that Gabe Davis is not going to play. I think it's going to pivot a lot of people to a couple of chalky low-end wide receivers that we'll talk about. But I think the real leverage is playing Dalton Kincaid. Agreed. Uh, This dude, again, like you said, has been super consistent. Over the last few weeks, uh, last week in that Miami game, he seemed to be the only person that, that Josh uh, Allen was consistently looking to, right? I going to pull up his stats here. Give me just one second. Um, last few weeks, eight targets, said, like you said with Ferguson, eight targets against Miami, seven targets against New England. He had a couple of down games before that, and eight targets against Kansas City. Like, this is probably the most consistent pass catcher for the Bills right now. Yeah. Right? And this is a weather game. Like, there's no doubt about it. There's going to be wind. There's going to be snow. Um, You know, they're saying gusts above, like, 30 miles an hour. To me, that just sounds like a perfect tight end game. Um, I do think that you could probably uh, stack Josh Allen with just one of his pass catchers, and my preferred one would be Dalton Kincaid.
2: Yeah, I love that call. Yeah, And he's cheaper than than
0: both of the other two mid-tier guys, right? Like, he slots so well into builds if you're going to pay up at, at quarterback.
1: Agreed. And I saw and you had Watt is not playing correct. Right? Watts for Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, TJ Watt is out. Yep. Yeah,
0: he's out. TJ Watt is definitely yeah, he's out. Gonna a, he's going to need a couple weeks. Yep. going
1: to give Allen and company a little more time to survey the field for sure.
0: Agreed. Yeah, yeah, they're not the same defense without TJ Watt. That's for sure. Yep.
1: No, hundred percent. No, not even close. Uh, so
2: I'll, I'll just quickly mention the last two tight ends that we had in the mid-tier. Uh, Dallas Goddard, who uh, Kyle mentioned in the chat. Obviously, there's some injury uh, questions with the Eagles. I think they will play. A.J. Brown may not play, but uh, Dallas Goddard at 4.8. Uh, and then Schultz versus Cleveland at 4.4. 4. I know Cleveland's really tough against tight ends, so he, he's more of a leverage play, play TPP play. Uh, so I do think that with um, T.J. Stroud not having all his weapons there, I think Schultz can become a safety, safety blanket in that in that game. So at 4.4, 4, I like Schultz as well. We'll move down into the values here, and there's not a ton of value down here, but uh, Garrett, you have a guy that we all like.
1: Uh, talk about him a little bit. Yeah, man. Uh, let me get there. Rob, well, Kraft, Green Bay, uh, 3,300, man. I think Musgrove was supposed to be the guy in Green Bay, and I don't I Typically, don't speak more to what the heck happened there. Injury. But is it just Kraft and Jordan Love have a, a, a better connection? Uh, and and they're a young football team, man. They have a ton of talent. And Jordan Love is just I, as not a Packer fan, I couldn't be more impressed with this guy stepping in behind Aaron Rodgers, man. This year, he has yeah. freaking bald with a pink, probably the youngest team in the NFL, I think. Yeah, by far. So, yeah, their next couple of years, or maybe this year, you never know. You can get on a run, you get in the
0: playoffs and uh their next couple of years is going to be awesome to watch man. Yeah, I'm not saying that Jordan Love watches the show uh but if we were like back in like week 7, week 8, I said I was going to put up a whiteboard here that says Jordan Love is trash. I swear <laughs> to god he heard me, bro, cuz he's been balling <laughs> out since that time, bro. Yep. Absolutely balling out. Like they're like, "Oh man, Christian Watson got hurt, he can't find anybody." And now we're talking, we're going to talk about it later, but like how did we become at a point where Dontavian Wicks is like a household name? Yeah. Like this dude is That's turning crazy. nobodies into ballers. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. it, but I'm so happy to see it, man.
2: Yeah, and going well, to the... up... go, ahead. go ahead. You know
0: those weird scenarios where the number one goes down, and so we
1: can't force feed them the ball anymore. So we're actually a good team when we're not doing
0: that. Yep, yep. crazy. That definitely seemed like one of these scenarios. I, I was going to say, I was going to say the exact opposite. Like this seemed like the easiest way for Jordan love to be like, well, we could have done well, but Watson got hurt. And then Musgrave got hurt. And then Aaron Jones got hurt. He didn't care. He just kept balling. Yep. Uh, look, I was just going to say final thought on tight ends. There are so many good value wide receivers this week that I don't think you have to punt tight end. Okay. I think you can play the mid range. You can play the high end player Njoku's, Joku's player, Travis Kelsey's. If you want to play Ferguson or Kincaid, I love that but I just yeah. don't love Tucker craft. He can realistically get you a six this week or less. And there are a couple of wide receivers in the under three K range that should absolutely ball out. So um, now I'm not saying don't do it. Cause I think there's some leverage there, but I'm going to be very, very light on the punt tight ends this week.
2: Yeah. Which is not usually what we say on this show. we usually right. a punt tight end show. Like we just love yeah, the punt not, tight ends, I'm, but this week we want to pay up for them. Agreed. All I'll right. support that. right. Let's get to the running backs. It's time for running backs. Running backs. We're going to kick this off with a little bit of a controversial call here. Tim wanted me to go to him on this one cuz he has on the sheet. Well, I'll let you explain it, Tim. Go ahead and talk about it.
0: Okay. So, this is purely based on price, okay? And the we talked about that the Detroit Lions are a massive pass funnel, okay? They don't they are second in terms of DraftKings points allowed, they're like first or second in terms of rushing yards allowed. I think there is massive leverage this week in fading Kyron Williams because he will be super chalky. And if you look at his games this year, every one of his big games have come against run funnels, Arizona, Washington, the Giants, Indianapolis. He had one good game against San Francisco, but that was week two. two, Since then, he had a seven against Philly. He had a 17 against Baltimore against Hudat. he had 19 at 7,300. That's just not going to get it done. There's so many good wide receivers on this slate. There's so many tight ends you want to pay up for. I'm not saying he's a bad play, but I'm saying there's massive, massive leverage in fading him this week. So I'm not going to maybe go with a complete fade, but I am going to be very, very low on Kyron Williams this week because I'm going to be smashing the uh, Rams and lions passing attack.
2: Yeah, that's it. I can see that angle for sure. I, I have Kyrene Williams as a play, uh, but because of that reason, I can see where the, the leverage you get by fading him. Uh, and you're right. I mean, the Detroit Lions, the run defense is legit, and it's a lot to pay for a running back when you got some of the receivers yeah. we're going to talk about here in a minute. So that's a good. Yeah, call. I was reading. They
0: hadn't given up more than 60 rushing yards since like the middle of the season. Wow. Like they have that shit on a lot. Yep, now, he does get some action in the passing game, but he hasn't, he had one week where he had six receptions most weeks he's averaging two or three receptions so it's not like he's going to go out and get you the you know seven receptions you can get from the guy you're going to talk about here in a second
2: yeah 100% Garrett who do you have in your uh, your elite range here
1: uh I've got a little bit of Kyron I'm man I honestly with the way I'm building my lineups though this weekend he's probably not going to make it in a lot um just because of his price and everything so I'm kind of with Tim on that but I, I do like H and I think Mostert is <clears throat> questionable, but unexpected to play. Am I? Am I saying that right, guys? Uh,
2: yeah, he's questionable, but he. I think he will play. I think he took last week he off will to play? get. I, I believe he will play. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, that's gonna that's gonna kind of bring me off of him a little more then, well, which is gonna drop me down right to where I want to be, which is Aaron Jones, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm big on AJ this week. Uh, no, Dylan's. Ex- that's what it was. Dylan's unexpected. To play. Yeah, Dylan's yeah. not going to play,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, so that that just sets up perfectly for Aaron Jones. First playoff game for Love. Check down to Jones a lot. Uh, you know, they're playing Dallas, which, I mean, that's how you get Dallas, is run straight at Micah Parsons, right? Yep. yep. And, and you can gash him. We've seen it all year. And so uh, that's one of my favorite plays on the slate as well.
0: Yeah, I think there's... The Dolphins have been holding Mostert for this game. That's my personal belief. They didn't mm. play him the last two weeks. They gave him limited practices all this week because they they believe the way they win this game is running the ball at Kansas City. Um, mm. I think there is nobody's going to play Mostert, including myself. So I think he's probably one of the best leverage plays on the <laughs> slate. Um, but I mean, look, Kansas City is fifth DVOA against the pass, 27th DVOA against the run. Like that's how you win. If for whatever reason he does get rolled out at the last minute and they say he's not ready to go, A-Chan's one of the best players on the whole yeah,
2: slate. Like, point. yeah, at
0: that point yeah. you just gotta lock him in. We saw he scored 28 against Baltimore, which is one of the best run defenses in the league. But yeah. I think both guys play, which makes it hard to play either one. Um, I'm glad you talked about Aaron Jones, so I didn't have to. Uh, there's already gonna be a lot of Packers on this show. I'm gonna talk about uh, a little bit of narrative, but this dude absolutely owns the Cowboys historically, and whenever. A.J. Dillon does sit. They just absolutely feed him the rock. Um, he had a knee issue earlier in the season, and once they said, okay, he's good good to go, the last three weeks in a row, he's had over 20 touches. Nice. Like, they're, they they eased him back that week against Buffalo. They only gave him 17 touches. In the last three weeks, 24, 21, 27. Like, they're, they know that balance and play action is how the Packers could possibly win this game. And that starts with establishing the run with Mr. Aaron Jones.
2: Yeah, good call. I like how Tim is like, I'm glad you mentioned Aaron Jones, so I don't have to, but now I'm going to talk about him for five minutes.
1: Who's their their slot guy too, Tim, for Green Bay? Because that's another – I think Dallas is stronger on the outsides, right? In general,
0: they actually are pretty good against the slot. Uh, Jordan Lewis, I think, is their slot corner. Um, I don't know. I think it's probably going to be mostly Jaden Reed. Uh, or Dontavian Wicks. I think it's going to be mostly Jaden Reed. Um, but I want to talk about Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, <laughs> no Bears <laughs> players on the slate. That's oh, perfect I, just, I got a
1: little off topic there. Yeah, well, I'll look it
0: up before we get to wide receiver. But uh, talk yeah. about news of the week. Um, you know, with all the the cold, right, in, in, uh, in Kansas City, like Pacheco went to the absolute stone chalk of the week. Yep. And he's 6,400. Uh, I told you guys in the pre-show, this 6,000 range is where I'm going to be living at running back. I think I'm going to have a lot of Pacheco, Aaron Jones lineups uh, just because I think that, I mean, they are the guy, right? Like, we're not worried about CEH. We're not worried about, you know, uh, we said A.J. Dylan's not going to play. Like, these guys are both going to get 20-plus touches. Um, and, you know, regardless of whether it's a narrative or not, we have not seen these Miami Dolphins play in the cold. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. But if Kansas City gets up, like your boy Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes score a couple early touchdowns, it's going to be the Pacheco show after that, right? And one thing we know about Andy Reid is he likes to run the ball in the playoffs. Going all the way back to his days in Philadelphia, he will give his running backs 20-plus touches in the playoffs. And that's how they're going to finish this game out. So, yeah, G, G in the chat, I uh, call him Money Pacheco. I completely agree. Cash that check on Pacheco because uh, he is right, going to take him all the way to victory this week.
2: Yeah, I love it. Uh, there's one guy that I had in the elite tier that we haven't mentioned yet. And, and the, what I want to say on this game, you know, there's six games and there's there's no quote unquote bad teams. Right. There's no team we're really picking on because these are all pretty good teams. They're all in the playoffs for a reason. And when they get into the playoffs, you lean on the guys that kind of got you there. And Rashad White is a guy that was getting 20. 20- three 24 25 sometimes 28 plus touches uh pretty much every week and uh, i like rashad white again this week at 6.9 i know philly is tough against the run but rashad white gets a lot of use in the in the passing game as well uh so i like white based strictly on his volume uh, he's going to get a ton of volume in that in that offense and i do think again uh a leverage piece by having a monday player monday night player uh, and you're paying up for 6.9, where, it's, you know, like as Tim mentioned, a lot of good running backs in that 6K and below range that they'll be playing. If you pay up for Rashad White, you got that chip in your bag going into Monday night. So I, I like him a lot going into the, to, uh, to this weekend.
0: Yeah, one thing I will add to that is that Philly was a strong run defense earlier in the year. But as the season has gone on, they've become softer and softer against the run. They're now up to 22nd DVOA against the run. Wow. So- they are actually a plus matchup for Rashad White, and they do give up a lot of receptions to running backs. So I think he is, again, a huge leverage piece if you play Saturday to Monday, having Rashad White ready to go on Monday night. Because you're right. People are going to want to play the pass catchers. They're not going to want to play him. Agreed. Yeah.
2: Uh, let's see. There's a couple more guys there, Tim, that you want to talk about real quick in the 6K range.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to skip over. I'll just mention Gibbs real quick. Uh, I think he's a good play because he's the pass catching back. You can't really run the ball right at the Rams, but you can throw at him a little bit. Uh, but James Cook, I mean, he's he's probably one of my another one of my favorite plays this week. I told you guys I'm going to live in that six K range. Uh, since the Joe Brady took over as their uh, offensive coordinator, they have just absolutely highlighted james cook i mean obviously the big game against dallas but it's not just his use in the running game they've been using him consistently in the passing game as well um i think that you know it's going to be in those conditions right they're not going to be throwing a lot of downfield passes right i think it's going to be a lot of check down stuff james cook uh which i think suits him well he's getting the volume right 20 plus touches in you know what three of the last five games so yeah, I mean, he obviously he's coming off a couple of bad games. And I think for that reason, you're going to get him at lower ownership. Um, but, you know, how do they win this game, right? How does Buffalo win? Is it on the arm of Josh Allen? Maybe. But is it also on, the, on James Cook? Very possible.
2: Yeah, if I would have told you like week six, week seven, that James Cook would be a thousand-yard running back, uh, you would have laughed at me. But you, like, you, like you mentioned, as soon as they changed the coordinator and they started going to James Cook – uh, he's, he's been a beast. So yeah, that's a
0: good yeah. call. And one thing I will add to that as well is earlier in the season when they got inside the five, it was like the, um, Oh God, I just forgot his name. Um, Latavius Murray. thank you. It was the Latavius Murray show. It was and funny. last few weeks, he's actually been getting the red zone touches. Mm-hmm. He had four red zone rushing yeah. attempts last yeah. week. He had four red zone rushing attempts the week before. Like, I'm not going to say playoff Lenny can't, you know, steal a touchdown because it's entirely possible, but they're actually giving him the work between the 20s as well as inside the 20. And I think that's, that's the important thing because, you know, touchdowns are what's going to make this slate, right? I don't think we have that perfect running back spot this week where it's just a no-question lock that guy in. I think A-Chan would be maybe if Mostert is out. But outside of that, like, all these guys kind of have warts, including my boy Aaron Jones. So uh, I think – that's blasphemy you don't know me that's blasphemy i'm
2: sorry i'm sorry take it back all right i only had one more guy i'm just going to mention him tony pollard i know we have a you know a a love hate relationship with tony pollard you know he gets to the point where we think he's playable he screws us and then sometimes he goes out and has a good game but at 6.1 he's i think he's still viable as well so i'll just mention him let's move down into the value tier and garrett we haven't gone to you in a while so Give me one of your uh, your value guys. I know there's a guy that you said you like. He's one of your best plays on the slate. So talk about Mr. Ford.
1: Yeah, I like Ford, man. I think they're gonna you know feature him big time in this uh, game, man. And fifty five hundred. He's had several really good games with Flacco back there. I know Hunt. You know, same thing. Could steal a touchdown or so from him, but fifty um, five hundred. I'm 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 on the Ford train for sure. I like it,
0: Tim. What you got for your value? Yeah, Najee Harris. I mean, this dude's been absolutely toting the rock the last few weeks. Uh, They realize that they can win games with Mason Rudolph if they just don't let him throw the ball, right? Like, you know, last week against Baltimore, it was obviously a rainstorm, and they were playing against second stringers. But two weeks ago against Seattle, they gave him 27 touches. Like, he's not going to get a lot of use in the passing game, which usually we don't want to play on DraftKings. But you're telling me a guy's going to get 25 touches in a, you know, bad weather matchup. Like Ooh, I literally yeah. put on the sheet on a platter because there was a play last week. They don't even trust Mason Rudolph to give an NFL quarterback handoff where he sticks it in the guy's chest. He literally held the ball out like a platter for Najee Harris to take it off of his hands. <laughs> like that's how little faith they have in fucking Mason Rudolph. So yeah. there is no doubt if this game gets bad, it's going to be the Najee Harris show. I like Jeremy Warren. I think he's the more explosive player. But that's not how they're going to win this game. If Pittsburgh Steelers manage to win this game, it's going to be because they played good defense and Najee Harris runs the ball 25 plus times.
2: I love it. And uh, I, I heard an F-bomb in there. So you've, you've pulled a Gerson twice tonight. <laughs> I love it. I know. I
0: owed one. There you go. Just because she showed up in the chat, I had to I had to pull it out for him. I had to
2: drop an F-bomb. I love it. Uh, all right, so another guy that I had in the value tier, and you know, we've kind of poo-pooed him a little bit, but he's actually had a pretty good season. Uh, we kind of nicknamed him Devin Single Carry because he used to just get very few carries, but that has changed. Uh, I think his last game he had 24 carries, and I know it's a tough defense in Cleveland, but Single Carry is getting the usage, uh, and at 5.7, he's pretty cheap, so I think he's uh, he's definitely in play this week as well. All right, we got a ton of receivers to get to. And now, wide receivers. Receivers. And I'm going to hit the double drop. Lock Lock it in. And uh, we got two locks of the week in this elite level here. But, Tim, why don't you give us yours first?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the sun god. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Uh, We talked about it. Uh, Two hardcore pass funnels going against each other. I actually like this play a little bit less. And again, that's why I love having a Friday show uh, because we're the only show you're going to see out there, right, on YouTube uh, that is going to tell you that Sam Laporta is going to play this week. Every other show is like, there's no chance. There's no chance. Lock it in. Talking about Brock Wright and shit. Like, no, Sam Laporta will be back. Now, will he be 100%? I don't know. But Amon Ross St. Brown is the only guy that can match – C.D. Lamb in terms of upside and target volume, right? He's going to get consistently 10 targets, and in this matchup, he may see 15, and you get a $1,000 discount over C.D. Lamb. So, I absolutely love the Sun God this week, whether Laporta plays or not, which I think he will. Um, the, you know, like you mentioned, I mean, Dallas, or sorry, um, the, the Rams, I mean, they are weak across the board, uh, but I looked it up. I'll give you one second here. They are fifth in the league. They give up the fifth most points to the slot, which is where he lines up most of the time. Mm-hmm. They give up the second most points outside when he does line up. So uh, they are giving up over the last four weeks, the most fantasy points to wide receivers in the entire league. You think, oh, it's, it's got to be the Washington, the commanders, right? Nope. It's been the LA Rams. That's why the la- uh, two weeks ago, I played Darius Slayton when everybody told me I was a clown, yeah. and he absolutely came Ball through now. with me. Uh, and, and look, I, I like Slaytron, don't get me wrong, but he's no sun god, okay? I could absolutely see him scoring 30-plus this week in an 8K. Uh, he's just an absolute stone-cold block for me.
2: I love it. I love it. So let's see. We've had Travis Kelsey was Garrett's lock. We've had home golf. That was my lock. Uh, Tim has got uh, the sun god is his lock. But you know what? This is the last show of the week, so fuck it. Lock Lock. it it, 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 it. We got four locks of the week this this time. So Garrett, go ahead. Give us your last lock here.
1: I had to go one more, guys. My two building blocks of this weekend is Travis Kelsey and Cooper Cup. I think those guys are going to bring the money to me. I think a lot of people are going to be off of them because of Kyron and because of Puka and what they've been doing, and I think it's one of them things. Just like Kelsey, let your veteran. We've got great weapons here. Let our veterans just kind of ease through these games until we get to the playoffs. And I think Stafford's going to come in hot with Cooper Cup. And I'm doing it again another hundred yard game and two touchdowns. I will be just fine at 7500 I love it. I love it. Good stuff.
2: All right, so my elite guy is not a lock of the week, but uh, he might as well be, and that's C.D. Lamb uh, versus Ooh, Green bitch. Bay at 9000 I know he's expensive, but... Uh, I saw a, a a listing of, you know, the fancy players, non-quarterbacks this year, and I was surprised. I thought it was Christian McCaffrey for sure. If you ask any, you know, casual fan, oh, Christian McCaffrey had the most fancy points this year. But no, it was actually CeeDee Lamb actually scored more fancy points this year than Christian McCaffrey did. Uh, he's been an absolute beast. He is 9000, but he is worth paying up for. As you mentioned earlier, Tim, stacking him with Dak Prescott is the way to go uh, to get that high, high upside. So at 9000, I like to Lamb a lot uh, in this elite tier. And since you all talked about all the other elite guys, I'm just going to mention him because I think this is a leverage play. I think people are going to be off of Tyreek Hill uh, at eight point seven. Uh, you know i know we hate to say it on the show it's a revenge narrative of a revenge game Gersten's favorite uh, favorite phrase but tyreek hill you know the last time they scheduled a quote unquote uh miami game uh in kansas city they actually had it in germany so uh, he didn't get the chance to have his homecoming this is going to be his homecoming True. in the playoffs at 8.7 so i would not rule out tyreek hill having a big game and you'll probably get him at pretty decent ownership as well let's move oh, into goodness. the uh to the mid tier here tim what you got
0: Yeah. So I talked about how much I like, I want to say, hold on. You all have that guy. So I'm going to go, I can't believe it. Okay. there he has it too. Okay. I was going to say one of my favorite leverage spots this week is playing Mike Evans uh, against uh, the Eagles on Monday night. Um, I know we're going to talk about Amari Cooper. uh, And I think Amari Cooper will be one of the shockiest players on the slate, particularly Saturday to Monday, uh, because he went absolutely bonkers against Houston Texans two weeks ago. Uh, and I think for that reason, a lot of people are going to skip over Mike Evans, who not only has traditionally shown up in these spots, but again, like he's like just absolutely beasted against any team that's been a pass funnel all year long, right? And we mentioned, okay, Darius Slay may be back, but like I think they're going to put James Bradbury on him, and he's historically owned that dude. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, this is uh, not to say that he's like the best play on the slate, but I think in terms of upside versus ownership. He might be one of the best plays on the slate uh, because nobody's going to have him right in this range. They're going to pay up for Lamb or Puka or you know St. Brown, or they're going to you know play Amari Cooper. And I think people are just not going to click Mike Evans, and I think that's a massive mistake. He's got thirty plus point upside. You know, you're talking about the guys on this slate that could get you eight for one fifty and two touchdowns, right? It's Tyreek, right? Ceedee Lamb, Monra St. Brown. And then probably fourth for me would be Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Right. So I mean, I think too many people are going to skip past them. So if you're playing Saturday to Monday, I would definitely have some allocations on Mike Evans because you're going to get there on Monday night and you're going to have a good score. And then you're going to realize nobody in front of you has Mike Evans and just shoot up that chart.
2: Yeah. And one thing I will say, because there's a misconception that Baker Mayfield can't throw the that. can't throw the deep ball, but uh as far as his, his metrics go, it says otherwise. He's actually one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL and has been for his entire career. Now, granted, he's places he's been where he hasn't had any deep ball threats, but I can guarantee yeah. you Mike Evans is a deep ball threat and he can get him the ball. So I, I love that call for sure. Garrett, what you got for your mid tier?
1: Man, I, I think the same thing with Collins, Nico Collins. I think a lot of people's kind of fears this Browns defense. And man, if one thing we've seen by CJ Stroud is. He's gonna get his playmakers the ball. I know Nico's coming off of a big game against the Colts, a huge game. Um, I don't, I don't get the feeling that people are gonna point chase him on this one just because of all the options we have. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like Collins a lot, man. And you know, with no Tank Dell, I mean, he's got a couple other weapons, but Nico's the guy there.
2: Nico's there definitely a fine
1: his ways to get him.
2: Nico's definitely yeah. his go to guy. If you saw that the play last week where Stroud's in trouble, he's kind of backpedaling. He throws up what I thought was a ball that was going out of bounds. And Nico yeah, found a way to get too. to it. So yeah, for sure. I love I love Nico Collins a lot. So that's a good call.
0: Uh and just Yeah, that, the only thing I will uh, add to that is that Denzel Ward, who's Cleveland's, you know, top corner, dude's five ten, right? Nico Collins is six, four. Mm-hmm. He's got a solid six inches on this dude. That sounds weird. Uh, but nevertheless, like, like you said, if he's going to throw a jump ball in this slate, like he's not getting up there with Nico Collins. Okay. Like yeah. that, and we know CJ said, like I had a stat earlier in the year on tank Dell, why is tank Dell so successful? It's because he, CJ Stroud, you need a foot of separation. And he's like, that's my dude. I'm throwing yeah. the ball. He trusts his receivers basically more than any other receiver in the league. Uh, he knows the only way they win this game is is throwing the ball with Nico Collins. And I agree. You know, he may get eight catches on 15 targets, but he's going to see 10-plus targets guaranteed. Yep. And eight, I think there's a good chance he gets in the box.
1: Yeah, I love it. And, Jeff, speaking about that play you were talking about, man, the, the, the mindset of Stroud to not just throw it out about five yards, so his playmaker
2: could Had get a over chance. there and get under that ball was yep. insane. Yep. Agreed. Uh I see Tim, I see you have that guy highlighted, so I won't talk about the guy you have highlighted on there. So I'll I'll talk about Rashi Rice a little bit. Uh, get, make, make Go you talk ahead. about make you talk about one of your Packers. <laughs> uh Rashi Rice versus Miami 6.6. We've mentioned this game already. Uh obviously, you know, Travis Kelsey is there, Patrick Mahomes, but Rashi Rice is proven to be the the wide receiver one uh, on this team uh, as a rookie. He seems to be the only one that can catch passes for some reason. So at 6.6 uh, in this game environment, I kind of like Rashi Weiss a little bit. Not quite as much as I did earlier in the, er, in the week, but I think he's still uh, priced pretty well there at 6.6. All right, Sam, talk about your guy there.
0: I, uh, I'm going to talk about Jaden Reed. Uh, we talked earlier about how th- you know this dude has emerged uh, with Christian Watson out. Now, there is a chance Christian Watson does play in this game, in which case I do think I downgrade him a little bit. Uh, but Dallas plays the most man defense in the league and Jaden Reed has been absolutely smashing man defense this year. So again, uh, how do the, how do the Packers win this game? Maybe it's off Aaron Jones, but I think it's also taking advantage of these matchups, right? And Jaden Reed has showed the ability to get open against his team. And one thing I really like is they're, they're giving him some some touches in the running game too, particularly when they get in around the red zone. So um, you know, he's 5,700. He's priced up certainly from where he was earlier in the year. Uh, but, I mean, he had a, you know, set 18 last week against Chicago in a game. They only scored 17 points. He had a four for 112. He was averaging, he had a long of 59. So like you said, talk about a guy who's throwing a really good deep ball this year, which shocked me is, is Jordan Love, man. He's really targeting these guys down the field. But the most interesting thing for, about me for Jaden Reed is he's kind of in a price range where there's not a lot of other guys you want to play, right? Like most of the wide receivers you want to play are in that six K range or like five K and below. So like he's in a kind of an awkward spot, but we talk about how do you pay for, for Dak and how do you pay for CD and how, or how do you run it back optimally? Um, I think it's, I think it's him. Yeah. Uh, Now, obviously this is very much pending Christian Watson, not play. (laughs) Call me a homer. (laughs) Like, look, maybe I am a homer. Okay. But you have to think about scenarios and how these upsets can occur in order for you to take down a tournament. And one way they win is on, is Jaden Reed, right. Running the ball, getting, you know, 10 plus, uh, you know, catches and and a couple of runs and scoring a touchdown or having a couple of long plays. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I'll be honest. I've said this before. I, I think the Cowboys win this game. Uh, and, You know, I I think that's the chalk. You know, I'm not going to sit here and be such a homer. I say the Packers win, but they're not going to just roll over either. Yeah. And whether Christian Watson plays or not, Jaden Reed's going to get his touches.
2: Yep. I agree.
0: The only guy I feel like really good is actually like game script proof. You know what I mean? They're going to find ways to get him the ball regardless.
2: Agreed. I'll just mention the last few guys we had in the mid tier so we can get to the value. We had Amari Cooper, who we mentioned briefly, uh, Deontay Johnson at 5K, Devonta Smith at six point sevens in play, especially if A.J. Brown is not going to play. We still don't have news on that 100%. Uh, Let's move down into the value tier. And, Garrett, you don't have anybody listed there, but is there any value guys that you like?
0: Hey, before we do, I just want to make one comment. If you're playing Saturday only, don't get cute, play Amari Cooper, okay, because he's easily the best player on the slate, probably other than your boy Travis Kelsey. But if you're playing Saturday to Monday, I think there's really good leverage in fading Amari Cooper.
1: Good call. Good call. Yeah, I like that. And I, man, I'm. I was thinking the. I don't. I don't want to say that and get people off the <laughs> guy. He's a really good play. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna slide over and steal you guys' top plays or, or the value tier because it's all it's all the same for me, man. Um, I probably like Demarcus Robinson the most at 3600. I think he's probably. Gives me the most assurance at any of them getting to 20 points, I would say. Now, yep. maybe with the maybe with the Gabe Davis news, Shakir sneaks up a little bit on that list. Yep. Uh, so, I, I haven't had a lot of time to think that through, honestly. Um, as a matter of fact, he definitely sneaks up on that list. But, man, that's going to be 38-mile-an-hour winds, brutally cold. I, I, I can really see that Bills-Pittsburgh game just yes. nodgy on a platter cook on a platter hand the ball off all game and and just get in the fourth quarter and go try to win it
2: and doing the uh doing the what is it the bobsled with uh with with fournette and josh allen y'all see that (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's not not the tush push it's the bobsled
0: bobsled. man
1: i forgot about uncle lenny i there's
0: 3,400 there's
1: probably uh, there's probably a prop out there that i'm gonna jump on for uh playoff lenny so
0: playoff lenny uh,
1: (laughs) yeah that's a thing. yeah. Like
0: I said, the, the the slate has changed so much in the last couple days. I had one stat on Demarcus Robinson real quick. Since Sean McVay took over with the Rams, he is a big fan of running what is called eleven personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. They run three wide receivers on ninety seven percent of snaps. <laughs> Good Lord, okay. Demarcus Robinson runs as many snaps as Cooper Cup. And Puka Okay, he is out there every snap. So we know Detroit. They give up a ton of points. I think he's honestly underpriced by like a thousand dollars. He should easily be a forty-six. I think he was forty-six hundred during the regular season. Maybe DraftKings yeah. is just trying to be nice to us so we can put together some decent lineups this week. Because I don't understand why Demarcus Robinson is thirty-six hundred dollars unless they just know something we don't. Uh, but I agree. I think Khalil Shakir and Demarcus Robinson are the chalk in this range. That's why I said I don't want to play uh, 3,300 Tucker Kraft because Shakir and Robinson just have so much more upside yeah. than he does. Um, I, you know, I'll leave you to talk about the other Green Bay guys so I don't go full homer mode here. <laughs> hey, um, real, this, oh, go ahead. Real quick, Tim, does that make yeah. you change your mind
1: all about Kyron with this extra value opening up at receiver?
0: no uh it makes me want to play like amon Ra and cd and then play two cheap wide receivers yeah right or play cd or sorry amon Ra, and then like you know uh pay up a tight end right and then play right. like a mid-range guy and then a punt i think a lot of people because of shakir and robinson are going to jam in shakir robinson cd and saint brown and at that point, like you almost have to build a chalky lineup, right? Unless you're playing somebody like Kareem Hunt or playoff Lenny, you're going to be on the same build everybody else is. Yeah. So um, my, this guy was almost my sit call until I saw Sam Laporta was going to play. And that's Josh Reynolds. Um, I know, you know the Jamison Williams, who Jeff, you have is kind of the, the hot guy. And obviously he's the flashier player. But Josh Reynolds is playing over 70% of snaps for the Detroit Lions. And I know there's we're not going to talk about revenge because Gerson's going to get mad at me, okay? <laughs> but he is Jared Goff's guy going back to his time with, with uh, the Rams, right? They have a great connection. And he's if I'm doing a Jared Goff double stack and it's not with Sam Laporta, uh, here's a little preview for later. Um, I, I think Josh Reynolds is going to be basically unowned. We're talking like 1% on this slate. Uh, he probably will be a little higher owned if you play Sunday only. Um, but in my opinion, like in this range, if, you know, everybody's going to play Robinson and you got an extra $200, I think, you know, especially if we're talking about Khalil Shakir, right? Like he mentioned 20, 25 mile an hour wins at 3,400. He could realistically give you an eight. If Josh Reynolds gives you a 15 or something like that, then at that point you're sailing. Your money. So I actually think Josh Reynolds is one of my favorite players on the whole slate. Nice. I, what, I mean, if he gives you 10, then I mean, so you're still good. That's nothing. Yep. Yeah you take it. Yeah. Like he, he, he for stack the everybody else.
2: Yeah, he did. He played for the Rams. Yeah, he yeah. played. He did. And then played for the Titans for a while, I believe.
0: Yep. Yeah, now, when, now Bear, when God first got them. to the Lions, man, he needed somebody that he could kind of rely on. And in the beginning, Reynolds was that guy. And obviously, him and Saint are, are now best friends. But Josh Reynolds is still that dude. He still gets good targets. He still plays a ton of snaps. Yeah. No. No more revenge, Joe. We're out of yeah, revenge. I love revenge
1: narratives. I love it's one of my favorite things to play in DFS.
0: Yeah,
1: Gerson will tell always you. Always Some people. Some people hate it. It's always worked well in my favor.
2: Gerson hates there it for sure. For
1: some reason, I'm not on. But for some reason, I'm not on Tyreek Hill this week. I, yeah. I don't
0: But, like I said, even more than the revenge, like this is a guy that's playing almost every snap. This is a guy that's still got a good target volume. And he played like he's averaging like 70 to 80%. Like, just just play him. How many other guys not named DeMarcus Robinson are playing that many snaps below 4K?
2: Yeah, agreed.
0: And nobody's talking about him. Like, all all the shows I watched this week, I did not hear one person mention Josh Reynolds. And they talked about guys like Marquez Valdez Scantling (laughs) and and Justin Watson. And look, I'm not, you know, I'd much rather play Josh Reynolds in a dome than MVS, who can't even find the ball half the
1: time. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: Watson, maybe, maybe,
1: but definitely not MVS.
2: Yeah, there's one guy we haven't talked about yet. That I want to make sure that we mentioned uh, Dantavian Wicks uh, at Dallas 4.8. Uh, as, as Tim kind of alluded to, he didn't want to mention any more Green Bay Packers. But uh, I think this is even more dependent on Christian Watson than even Jaden Reed is. I think Christian Watson yeah. needs to be out for Dontavian Wicks to have value. So keep an eye on that news. Uh, I did have Jamison Williams at 3.5 on my sheet because I think he was getting six or seven targets a game. He's been really coming on lately. He has yet to hit the big one, right? He's supposed to be the big play receiver. We have yet to really see that, at least in the passing game. Uh so this could be the game that he does it. And, you know, why not in a playoff game? So 3.5, he's definitely worth a, a play as well. All right, let's get to the defenses. It, 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 defense, 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 defense. Sorry, Gary, I didn't mean to cut you off there. What were you Garrett, gonna go ahead.
1: say? Oh, you. I was going to ask if he was able to look that stat up about which Green Bay wide receiver plays the slot more, because I, I think that would be the way to go in the pass game, because you're going to have Gilmore and Deron Bland on the outside, most likely, right? It's Jaden. So,
0: he plays about two-thirds of his snaps in the slot. Jaden Reed, yeah. I thought it was Jaden Reed. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right, Tim, my guy then give us some. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, to me, it's the chiefs, right? If you're playing Saturday, it's 100% the chiefs. If you're playing Saturday to Monday, it's basically the chiefs. Um, If you absolutely need to save 300 on the Saturday to Monday, I don't hate the Steelers. Um, But, you know, like if you're playing the Sunday slate, the bills are going to be the the chalk. And for good reason, they're going up against Mason Rudolph at home in 30 degree wind, 30 mile an hour winds. But I think the chiefs are just too cheap, really. They should be up there priced with the Cowboys and the Bills, and you're getting a 600 discount. So uh, the Chiefs are by far my favorite defense. Um, and then it's Bills or Steelers, just depending on which way you want to go.
2: Yeah. And I did have the uh, – I, I know you had them too, Tim, but the uh, GPP. Uh, I had the Packers, and a couple of reasons why. Like, one, they're playing the Cowboys, and the Cowboys have imploded in the playoffs. It's, they're kind of famous for that. Uh, Dak Prescott's had an amazing season. Uh, but you know Dak Prescott can turn the ball over. He did a lot last year. He's been very good this year with it. But you know it's the playoffs, and the Cowboys like to implode. And I saw a stat too. And I don't know the, the exact number on this, but the Packers have won in Dallas like a, a couple consecutive uh, years in a row, right, Tim? Or a couple games in a row?
0: Yeah, I don't think they've lost in Dallas since like 2010s. Tw- so like it's because I keep going to all the games, right? Yeah. They have not. They are undefeated in games I have attended. I will be attending this Sunday. Very happy, you know, anxious to see if that streak continues. But the stat that I had for the Packers is they have not had a zero all year long. Even in the ton, of they gave up a ton of points against Tampa Bay. They still had six points. Right? They gave up a bunch of points against Minnesota. They still had twelve points. They gave up twenty-nine to Detroit. They still, or sorry, they had fifteen against Detroit on Thanksgiving. Uh, they, they've just—they're not going to give you a zero, right? They're not going to be the highest scoring defense. Okay. But they're not going to give you a zero.
2: Yeah. So if you have a lineup
0: that you absolutely love uh, and you need to save a few hundred, like I think there's legitimate leverage there because nobody's going to play the Packers. I will be, I'm not, I'm a Packer fan. Obviously, I'm not going to have Mitch Packers, right? Because I think that there's a good chance that they do give you one point or two points and you're wishing you paid 600 more for the Chiefs because they're going to give you like a nine or a 12. Um, But there's a scenario where you stack Hill and C.D. Lamb, and Amon Ross St. Brown, and the only way you can get there is playing the Packers D, and then they end up being optimal. Yep. So yeah. I don't think it's a bad GPP play, but if you are playing cash or single entry, look Chiefs. elsewhere. Yeah,
2: Chiefs is the way to go in the cash. Chiefs is the way to go. Yeah, 100%. Um, so you have the same defenses that we did, Garrett. Anything you wanted to add to the conversation before we get to our stacks?
1: No, no I don't. I don't think there's much you can add there. That's... That's definitely the way to go. I don't think Dallas is going to somehow bust Green Bay in the head enough to to make me go thirty six hundred dollars on them. Buffalo's a, a good spot. Yeah, that uh, that's uh, Tampa Bay a little bit. I think if that game, game shake right with that news, that could be some more leverage. Do a Mike Evans Tampa Bay defense stack. You yeah. could or or, or a, a White. Yeah, you know, I know we White stack a lot of times with the running back. But I'm also I'm definitely okay doing a wide receiver defense stack.
0: Yeah. We games. talked about it. So. Jalen hurts did get a full practice in today, but that finger is obviously not a hundred percent. We know AJ Brown may not play in this game. Uh, there is definitely ways to failure for the Eagles. And as we talked about a ton of leverage playing games on that Monday night, if you're playing Saturday to Monday. So I think that bucks GPP call defense is is not bad, particularly if you're going to play with Rashad white, Cause I guarantee that stack will be super low. Out. Agreed. agreed. And
1: and then Josh Allen, I'm a, for me personally, it's a coin flip between KC and Pittsburgh because I, it just depends on the rest of my lineup, really, because man, Josh Allen could throw two interceptions yeah. on a perfect day. <laughs> yeah. This has got to be hella windy and hella cold with one of his best wide
0: receivers out of the game. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Call. I call him Josh Winston for a while. Like yeah. there, there, he he's right. got some he's got some Jameis in him. Like yeah, we saw does. that play against Miami where he yeah. literally yeah. throw the ball in the back of the end zone and just hope the guy caught it. Like,
2: yes.
0: He's definitely got some right. Jameis in him. So I'll agree with you there.
2: Good stuff. Yeah. All right, let's get to our stacks. Going for two dot com's
0: weekly stack
2: report. All right. Per usual, Tim was the first one to fill the sheet out, and he definitely took the stack that I wanted to take. But uh, go ahead and give us your stack, Tim.
0: I did. I took your boy home, Goff. Uh, I could have taken the other side of it if I would have known that because I really like uh, Garrett's lock with Cup. But I'm going to go with uh, Jared Goff just because I think he's underpriced. I'm on St. Brown, who's my lock of the week. And then to get a little bit of leverage, uh, I'm going to go with the lower owned pieces of Josh Reynolds and Cooper Cup.
2: Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Garrett, you got a stack. You don't have it on the sheet there, but I'm assuming you have a stack.
1: Yeah, man. And I'm going to do the opposite of that. I think I'm going to try to go Matthew Stafford.
0: Oh, I thought for what sure, sure the you were biggest... going Mahomes and Kelsey. Like I was already typing it in for you.
1: <laughs> I listen that the, 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 the minus six right now is a little too much. If it comes up a little bit, maybe, uh, cause that was definitely, I'm thinking about it for sure, but I think Stafford's going to go home and and show Detroit not only his Super Bowl ring, but uh, exactly why they should not have gotten rid of him.
2: Yeah, I love it.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so my my stack is going to be pretty chalky because, uh, like I said, uh, Tim took mine and I, I could have gone Dak with Dak uh, and CD as a, as a good stack, but it's so expensive. Uh, but my chalk, my chalk stack is going to be uh, Pacheco with the Chiefs defense. I think Pacheco is going to be probably the chalkiest running back. Chiefs defense we just talked about one of the chalkiest defenses. But you stack those two together, I think you're going to be good. Uh, so that is my stack of the week, and it is the final sick call of the year. And now the sick call of the week. Before we get to the sick call, though, I, I do want I want to call him out on this one because. Tim goes into the sheet first, and he uh, he will put a a red box or a green box next to the sit calls if we got them right the previous week. I knew you. And I and I logged in and I looked at Michael Wilson, and I'm like, I had Michael Wilson. I'm I'm sure he did well last week. He had a touchdown, and Tim's got him in red. And I'm like, oh man, Tim is trying to screw me over because he he definitely had a good game. He had I think 15 and a half points at 3.5. Uh, so I, I hit my sit call last week. It's only my third hit all year. Uh, so Tim, trying to take away that 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 last one that I got there. Yeah. So so it was
0: two weeks ago, and I'll give you that I did. I was looking at the wrong line, uh, which is why I did that. But I I really was just amazed at the fact that this year we've missed a lot of sit calls, but when we've gotten them right, we've gotten them really right. Week one, you had Puka three K. He scored twenty four point nine. Week two, I had Tank Dell twenty point two. And then two weeks ago I had Juwan Johnson mm. against Tampa Bay where he scored 23 jacking points at 3,400. I told you two of my best weeks for the last two weeks and two weeks ago, it was because I had Juwan Johnson. Um, so I'm going to go ahead. You see my, uh, my Packer hat here. I'm going to go ahead and put the Homer hat on for the last time this year. And I'm going to go with uh, Bo Melton for green Bay. If uh, Christian Watson does not play um, over the last couple of weeks, he's the guy that's gotten the most snaps in his absence um and you know jordan love like he actually will throw the ball to this guy and you know we were thinking maybe it's going to be malik heath uh but it looks like it's been bo melton so if jordan watson doesn't play he's another one of those 3k receivers you're going to want to have in the mix along with the guys we talked about earlier
2: yeah good stuff and i you caught out a couple of our good sick calls but we have a couple good guest sick calls as well i think it was uh uh, Pedro that had Slayton at three point two who had eighteen points. Uh, Gersten yeah. who's in the chat had the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos D. Broncos yeah. D. That, that was, was a, such
0: a good call that yeah, week.
2: That was they were the number one defense on the week and they were playing the Chiefs that week and we thought for sure that yep. the Broncos D was terrible and they showed up big. So yeah, we've had some really good sick calls this week. Uh, Garrett, what you got for your sick call? Man, I'm gonna
1: go. I'm gonna go. Quez Watkins here, thirty five hundred bucks Monday. Uh, especially if AJ doesn't play. Yeah. I think that's going to set up nice for him. I mean, yep. we're going to get, get back green down here in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree. I like that
2: call a lot. Um, so I had a hard time finding a sit call. I mean, it's always hard when you're only choosing from six games and you know, a lot of these guys are priced up, but uh, there is one player that uh, was kind of a, a playoff hero for this team last year. Yeah. Then it got traded away. Uh, McCole Hardman versus Miami at 3.1. Uh, ended the season with 11 targets, six receptions. I know like a lot of the players weren't playing in that game and it was a meaningless game, but uh, he caught the ball, which is what these receivers really can't do right now. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to find a way to get my McCall Hardman, the ball, you know, in some screens, you know, just get the ball in his hands. He is an exciting player and he can't catch it. So that's one thing that the receivers right now that they, they, do, they don't have that ability. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll take, I'll take Hardman at a, at 3.1, just above minimum salary there all right fellas well that wraps up the last show of the season um we'll go around the room real quick you know give any shout outs anything you want to plug uh we'll go to you first
1: garrett man i just want to shout out you guys for doing this weekend and week out uh and continuing to invite continuing to invite me on the live with you man i, I hope we have many more years to come and uh, shout out to the Goat G over in the chat for keeping me laughing all episode <laughs> stuff. Tim,
0: yeah, man, we always say if we don't win a GPP, we hope one of y'all does, and I'm glad to see uh, Garrett's able to feed his family, his large family, off his GPP winnings this year. Um, I will continue to post my plays throughout the playoffs, uh, so definitely jump in the DFS round table group and see who I'm playing. Uh, I'm on a good streak right now, so hopefully we can keep that going.
2: Good stuff. Uh, So, yeah, I want to thank everybody in the chat, everyone that's listening on audio. uh, If you're listening on the YouTube replay, uh, we appreciate each and every one of you joining us every single week to watch this show. I know some nights it was 1130 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and y'all still showed up for us every week. So uh, really, really appreciate that. Uh, We'll be looking forward to to next year. And if, like I said, if you're into Dynasty, we're going to be rolling right into our Dynasty coverage right after the Super Bowl. Uh, We got rookie profiles already lined up, ready to go this year. So we're going to be hitting the rookie profiles really hard, doing some mock drafts. So uh, still some exciting things to come for this offseason. Uh, and I want to thank uh, Tim, my co-host, obviously as well, showing up every week. You know, to, you know he's got a he's got a tough job where he does this basically for his job all day, then comes and spends an hour with me on Fridays to to talk more on on the computer. So I appreciate you, Tim, uh, coming through all. I do. All I
0: literally switch from one headset to another on a Friday night. <laughs> yes. So uh, I love it, Jeff. You know, I look forward to it every week uh, being here with y'all and everybody in the chat. I appreciate y'all showing up all year long and supporting us. And uh, you know, definitely look forward to uh, to coming back next season.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. All right. And as Jeff,
0: a uh, sneak preview that we may end up seeing some UFL in the spring.
2: Yes, there is the p- potential. I got I got to work on Tim a little bit. He's he's a little <laughs> little wishy washy right now, but we might have some UFL. And if you don't mm-hmm. know what UFL is, it's the XFL and the AFL combined into one league. So uh, UFL DFS potentially <laughs> is spring. I can't
1: do real quick, guys, y'all make show love to to this platform man share and like it share it it helps the algorithm absolutely it helps get it out other, other dfs and football fans man let's help grow this channel man this these guys are great at what they do and they spend i know jeff man he spends a lot of time doing this tennis as well not so much me but man let's help grow this going for two guys
2: 100 appreciate that all right yeah, i got
1: one more shout out. one more shout out
2: go ahead <laughs> we Let's didn't have,
0: go. there we go we didn't have one all, all, all
2: show because we had there those things on there but I love it I love it <laughs> alright guys for the last time uh, for Tim for Garrett I'm Jeff we will see y'all next year
0: go pack go
2: go ahead Garrett hit us one more time
1: Huda. Okay.
0: go Good shit, fellas. Good shit. Oh, man.